Hello, everyone. I'm that one nerd, Jacob. And I'm that one Scout Collins. And I'm Diabetic Dan. And welcome, Dan. welcome to episode 16 of Those Nerds on a Podcast with our guest, Biabetic Banyol. That is I. That is that is he, indeed. He is here. I, I am here. I'm just gonna do my thing of doing really early nerd outs. Uh, I'm gonna go now. Nerd out. The fucking Arlington Renegades, baby! The fucking Arlington wow. Renegades! First, we tripped and fell into the championship, and then for some reason, we just went absolutely ham on the best team in the XFL, not letting them gain a lead or tie the lead once the entire fucking game. Let's fucking go, boys. Jesus Christ, I was popping off so hard the entire game last night, and rightfully so, because again, our team kind of sucked, and then all of a sudden, the South Championship happened, which they tripped and fell into, and then they tripped and fell into a win over Houston, and then they played the DC Defenders, who had a 10-1 and record going into the championship, didn't really let them do a fucking thing, so that was pretty cool, uh, I fucking love the XFL, and I am so happy! Boom, I'm done. Your, that was a one-minute nerd out. I love your use of the phrase tripped and fell into a championship. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. They pretty much tripped and fell into a championship game. Doesn't Florida have a team? Uh, yes, the Orlando Guardians, who went 1-9. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Yeah, nothing good ever comes out of Florida. Facts. What about, what about Gator stuff? Well, gators. yeah, besides them. Yeah, but... Are we talking college you, you gators, not, or are we talking, like, about. gator gators? I was talking, like, the actual reptilian. Bro, oh, gators, you can get team. those in Louisiana. Yeah, but Florida gators are based. They eat giant snakes and do cocaine. That is pretty based. <laughs> yes, yes. We also... I, I almost forgot to mention Florida Man. Yes. We do have Florida Man. Florida Man is so. one of the craziest things to ever exist. The Florida Men are the reason our enemies fear America. Facts. They're just like, ah, You'll, yes, uh, we're going to invade the country. But that one fucking state, Florida. Black, they invade Black. You hear Black Betty playing in the distance as a bunch of people missing teeth hopped up where. Carrying twenty-year-old AR-15s, just yeehawing pickup trucks, just go flying over the hills. Have y'all, um, have y'all ever looked up Florida Man and then put your your like your birthday? After yes, it yeah. to, yes. Uh, I I vividly remember doing it. Um, it was Florida Man runs onto tarmac, gets head chopped off by helicopter. <laughs> My my day is Florida man builds builds small helicopter to get into the White House. Oh my god. Did the guy that got his head cut off run into your guy that builds a helicopter? <laughs> yeah, my mind doesn't have any they didn't do anything with helicopters, unfortunately. I'm kinda of jealous about that, but what he did do was uh, he attacked a mattress in a jealous a jealous rage. A mess smoking Florida man attacks mattress in jealous rage. So, I don't know what he was jealous about, but... He's jealous he that bitches actually lay on the mattress. Ooh, yeah. Why does this mattress, mattress smell like cubs with being the shit out of it? <laughs> Damn. Based reaction, honestly. Alright, well, 
uh, since we actually have a guest this week, unlike last week. Dan, how you doing? How's, obviously, Florida life? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Florida life is great. We have a very based uh, leadership here in Florida. Very, but, very uh, based. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, living in Florida is good. That's all I got to say about that. I uh, don't want to get too deep into it, but fair, fair. Um, I I personally believe that Florida is one of the freest states, um, out of out of the rest of them. So I can concur. Fair. Yep. Fair. Um, of course, you know we all have freedom to an extent, but because America. Fuck yeah! So Dan, oh, can we can we bully Caleb into buying Advanced Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp now that we're both on here? <laughs> oh my God, this was your plan all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, we definitely did discuss this beforehand. Yes, um, this was one hundred percent discussed. Um, you better buy it, Caleb. Drop sixty dollars right fucking now. Do it now, or Do else now. I'm replacing right you with Dan on this podcast. Oh, yeah, you can't replace me. All we're gonna talk about from now on is advanced wars. That's the that's the theme of the podcast. Every nerd out is just a new thing about advanced wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the yeah. nerd out about every single CO and then every single unit and then every single like terrain piece you could be on those nerds on advanced wars podcast yeah it's all all it is just tier lists of all of all the units and (laughs) deep deep dive analyses about how good like lash is on mountainous terrain and all that facts i don't even even know what that is but good for y'all you would know if you have advanced wars one reboot camp (laughs) you know it now for only 60 dollars on the nintendo eShop. Or technically get it uh, ten dollars off if you do the uh, two game voucher for a hundred dollars. Very large list of games, mostly first party Nintendo games, and they're all very good. Like for example, you could do like I did and get Advance Wars One Plus Two uh, Reboot Camp and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Save a total of thirty dollars. Not sponsored. You should be with it. But how much Jacob likes to just go off about Nintendo games? The fact that we don't have a Nintendo sponsor. I am, shake my head. I am such a bitch for Nintendo stuff. Yeah, bitch Tendo, Nintendies, nuts. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, if you want to be sponsored by Nintendo, you gotta have at least like 5 million followers or something. Yeah, and I have to be like very clean. I cannot swear. So that We're shit's out the it. window. Oh well, yep, yep. Hey, Jacob is clean. No, ish. No, y'all know. I, I saw him uh, sticking a needle in his arm the other day. Whoa, 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 whoa! He's diabetic. Oh, he oh okay, okay, okay. I'm not diabetic. Are you sure? No, 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 no. Oh. Dan's diabetic. But he said he saw me sticking a needle in my arm. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought I heard Dan was Dan was like, yeah, Jake stuck a needle in my arm the other no, day. No, 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 no. I was like, well, well, yeah, he's got a, he's obviously got a safety syringe. <laughs> those are what those are called, right? Safety syringes. Uh, something like that. Safety's nuts. Ah! Oh God, him. oh man, I'm never gonna recover from that. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> could be worse. How could it could be, be worse? 
You could not own Advanced Wars 1 and 2. You're right. You're right. I Guys, listen. My life was so horrible before I bought Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp for the Nintendo Switch as one of my two game vouchers for only $99.98 on the Nintendo eShop for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers only. Vouchers last 12 months. I don't know. Guys, I was suffering from clinical depression, but then I thought Advanced Wars. <laughs> yep, I'm no longer depressed. I no longer have depressing thoughts because of Advanced Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. Huh? It's man. pretty. It's pretty fun so far. Uh, I've only played a few few rounds, but um, it's definitely a trip a trip down nostalgia uh, nostalgia lane. Facts, dude. Um, what? Good, I sorry. need to learn the. I need to play Advanced Wars before I get to like the minute differences between it and Wargroove. But I was pretty good at Wargroove, so I figured if I'm pretty good at Wargroove, I should be pretty good at Advanced Wars. You know, Wars. I would hope someone who's actually in the military is good at you know games that require military esque strategies. But listen, listen, listen. Not everybody that puts on this uniform is a genius. I'm I never just said you were say... a genius. I just said hopefully you at least kind of know what you're doing. If kind of knowing what I'm doing is the is the is the answer. Hmm. Man, if only online multiplayer was more than one v ones. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna patch that in soon. I really hope so. I, you know what I wish had 1v1s on? What? Spin the bottle. Oh. <laughs> Just you like, alright, let me spin. Oh, I gotta give you a sloppy kiss. Alright, your turn. <laughs> Dude, we gotta play spin the bottle. 1v1 me, bro. 1v1 me on v1 Rust. 1v1 me, 1v1 oh, me no. Final Destination. No items. Oh, my oh no. Oh, no. Not no items. I become a lot better at Super Smash Bros. whenever I have items, and I don't know why. It's because then it becomes just a fun party game. Very true. If you eliminate the items, that's when you have to actually rely on your skill. innate skill. Yeah. Yeah. With a certain character. So what I'm hearing here is Caleb has a skill issue. That's, that's what I'm hearing too. A skishu, if you will. Skishu. Speaking of Smash Bros, I'm gonna plug Smash Out 4. Um, hopefully I'll remember to put it there, but in the description of the YouTube video, there will be a sign-up link for the tournament. There's a tournament? Yeah. I just, yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah, this upcoming Saturday, May twentieth, six p.m. Central Standard Time, on and you can watch it for free on twitch.tv slash that one nerd Jacob. I know I signed up. I I used to try to avoid signing up for my own tournaments, but I just had fun whenever <laughs> I signed up for the tournament. So I'm like, fuck it. Time to fix that. <laughs> I swear, Caleb. He'll still have fun if he goes up against you, I feel like. Well, because whenever I faced Caleb in Smash Out 3, or I did face Caleb in Smash Out 3, that was my first opponent. Oh, who won? Me? Oh. 
Well, I don't know. I was kind of expecting a different answer by how everything was prefaced right there. Yeah, let's see. In Smash Out 3, it was me and Caleb in a play-in game, and I beat him 2-0 in the set, so... Bowser Jr. better than Ike. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Oh. Gotta play that DK, Caleb. I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the lowdown. And the entire time you're learning, you have to listen to the DK rap 10 hour version. <laughs> yeah, all you gotta do is just uh, cargo throw him into the stage and and you win. That's honestly true. <laughs> gotta mix up the timing a little bit. Like, I can't even argue with that, because that's how I always lose to you. It's been so long. I was Whenever we, uh, whenever we were playing in uh, the VIP chat the other day, um, uh, I was missing, like, all my timings. I wasn't doing the throw properly, and so it was always just, like, <laughs> it, was, it was always a failed attempt, and then I would, half the time I would SD because of it. So that was, that was fun. You're missing DK? Kill yourself. Um. <laughs> what? I need what to... SD means. Yeah, I know. But I need to, uh, I need to play Smash throughout the week this week just to get myself ready for the tournament. Oh, you practice for the tournaments? No, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> That's why I'm yeah, saying, I like, I probably should so I have a chance to not go... 0-2. The only reason I didn't 0-2 is because I faced Caleb, which since neither of us practice, we just turn our brains off and hope for the best. Yep. <laughs> and somehow I still can keep consistently getting fifth place. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, I'm... it's it's kind of hard to get lower than that whenever there's only like eight to nine people per tournament. As long what as I... one person, you know, DQs himself by not showing up, Congratulations, you made the top eight graphic. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you're right. Hey, that's a guaranteed graphic appearance yeah, right there. I, I'm always a top eight guy. You know that means I'm one of the elite. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Caleb is one of the goats of Smash Bros because he consistently gets top eight in an eight player tournament. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Never seen anyone more skilled. Mother of God, it's he okay. might be the one. Even though I beat Caleb in the first round in last month's Smash Out, I think it was either he got a bunch of DQ victories or he got really, you know, skill issue ridden players because I got seventh and he got fifth. <laughs> do be that like is, that that is quite funny. Yeah, dude. It was weird not seeing, uh, like, you, Avery, or Colton jump in, though. I could have sworn that I was in the last one, or maybe it was the one before. Yeah, you were in Smash Out 2. It was, like, uh, you, Colton, and Avery took the two through four spots in J1. Fucking J. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm just saying, right? Um, The guy that won this past tournament's from North Carolina. Jay's from South Carolina. I need them both to sign up for a tournament so we can have the Battle of the Carolinas. The Carolina Reapers. Or we could just have them uh, uh, annexed out of, uh, you know, not part of the U.S. anymore. <laughs> just get rid of them. They're not allowed here anymore. And then have it region locked. Region locked, Sorry. damn. Sorry, you're not allowed. You have to set your location to uh, Oklahoma. 
Okay. Go ahead and pay two hundred dollars up front for a VPN just so that you can take part of this. <laughs> or you can uh, pay me two hundred dollars up front and then I'll just register you manually. Rue. But Caleb, yeah, that's what you big brought up, plays right there. Is there like is there a sports team called the Carolina Reapers? And if not, why not? Since the Carolina Reaper is like a known pepper, there needs to be a sports team called the Carolina Reapers. There should be, and they should be an opposing team for the Savannah Bananas. <gasps> oh my god, yes! That is a genius... Okay, for anyone who doesn't know who the Savannah Bananas are, right? Right? Picture the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. You know, they don't play actual teams. It's more supposed to be like a fun time. That's the Savannah Bananas. And I want to see the Savannah Bananas versus the Carolina Reapers now. Love the Harlem Globetrotters, dude. Hell yeah, dude. I haven't seen any of the Savannah Bananas stuff, though, but I, I really enjoy the Harlem Globetrotters. Did you watch the Try Out the Laugh Challenge, uh, this last one on Jake's channel? Did I watch it? Yeah. Yeah, Caleb sent a Savannah Bananas video in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was there for that. The clip of the umpire twerking on the guy who goes shut down. <laughs> that was the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He like, was sturdy no with it. I thought yeah, you were going to break on that. I was, hoping, I was hoping on two things. I was hoping that he hadn't seen that clip. And I and I knew what was real. I knew I knew if Jake didn't know who the Savannah Bananas are, were he would have broken. Like, Honestly, I'm... even knowing who they were, I almost broke. Like I've seen the umpire like get down by like doing a little shimmy while the rest of the team is dancing. I've never seen him walk up to another player and just start throwing <laughs> it back. And then I was watching that video. I was like, "Oh, that's the Savannah Bananas." And then, like, a lot of people who, who had never heard of them was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, <don't laughs> what yeah, kind was, of baseball game is well. this? <laughs> I, was, I was quite confused. I'm like, there's there's no way that this is the MLB. <laughs> Can you imagine just three pitchers? Oh, gotta guess. <laughs> imagine they actually did play a game against an MLB team they didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, everyone in the outfield just starts dancing. And then the pitcher throws, like, the meanest strike you've ever seen. They'd oh, be shook, dude. They wouldn't even know what to do. Cry. Cope and seethe. That's what they should oh, do. Yeah. Cope and seethe. I love Duke Nukem. Fair, fair. Duke Nukem, oh, pretty based. Never, I don't, uh, I've heard of Duke Nukem. I don't know what it. So Duke Nukem had his start as a ripoff of every eighties act, every eighties action hero, and it was sort of like a parody, right? Mm -hmm. So, so Duke Nukem would like come in as a video game, and he would like do these really cheesy eighties lines, and it was like a complete ripoff of other stuff. Yeah. And then also, mm. just the memes, just like. Who just shit my pants? <laughs> I yeah, know it wasn't me. <laughs> like basically, that Duke Nukem would say stuff like that, except to be more like Steven Seagal, like, you know, action hero, st stuff like that. You know, so cheesy action that it made you kind of cringe a little bit, but at the same time, it's like fun. Yeah. 
And then there was supposed to be right here. Oh, yep, yep. That's (laughs) that's one. That's one. Because you're a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I've said that. I've seen that so many different times on TikTok. I'm here to pick bubblegum and chew ass, and I'm all out of ass. Oh my god. Alright, so last night during the game, obviously, I got very drunk. Oh my goodness. Um, Caleb, I don't know if you had a chance to see the video yet, but... You mean the the one with uh, Steve Austin? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, quoting wet-ass pussy in a Steve Austin voice. I wanted to shoot you. I thought that yeah, was the funniest thing ever while I was wasted. Oh, yeah, I was just like, oh, he's drunk and drunk. And then he just kept going and going. I was like, I need to put him down. <laughs> right, I listened to the... Uh, There's nothing left for him. I listened to the... Uh, freaking SpongeBob song that you Oh, that yeah, you the official 2023 XFL Championship Halftime Show presented yeah, by That uh, Wonder uh, Jacob. Uh, Dude, it and felt if you, like... What? Oh, I was, just, I was gonna plug your Discord. If you want to see what what video I'm talking about, you can join this Discord server by clicking the link below. Yep, Dang, I gotta put two things now. But, uh, yeah, no, like, it was kind of weird, because halftime, you know, halftime in football games is, like, a solid 15-20 minutes. I I was able to sing the short version of Sweet Victory, and then the game came back on. The short version's like a minute and a half, and it took me maybe two minutes to set up the Bluetooth speakers. That was like a three to five minute halftime at best. Good, good. Get back to killing each other. I'm still so happy, though. I'm gonna be, like, so so annoying about it. uh, What are the... Like, are there any major rule differences um, in the am, XFL? I am glad NFL? you asked, Dan. I love talking about the XFL. All right, listen. Major rule differences. First, for kickoff, it's not like a standard kickoff where both teams start moving once the ball is kicked. The teams do not move until the ball is caught by the receiver. Um, the teams uh, line up on the 30 yard and the 35 yard line. And the person kicking the ball has to hit it into the, at least 20 yards or 20 yard line to the field goal, uh, for it to be considered in. And if it goes out at all, it adds on, uh, 15 yards and they don't even spot it. They basically just say, oh yeah, you're on the other team's 45 now. Good job. Uh, the kicker fucked up. Oh my goodness. Dang. So, um, but yeah, no, neither team can start running until the referees give a signal that the receiver has caught the ball. Uh, second, extra point attempts. Um, obviously, touchdown still worth six points. But there's no field goal for the extra point. You either line up on the two-yard line for one point, five-yard line for two points, or ten-yard line for three points. Um, it, it spices it up a little bit. Uh, I do kind of like it compared to just, you know, an extra point from the kicker. Cause 90% of the time the kicker's going to kick it, you know, right down the middle. So it's, there's no interest in that. Um, there are still kickers and everything. You can still kick for a three pointer if you don't reach the, uh, end zone, uh, all that stuff. And then probably 
the most absolutely fucking bizarre rule um in the fourth quarter if you lose possession of the ball like if you reach the fourth down and you should be losing it um if you are tied with the leader or trailing the leader you can instead go for a fourth and 15 from your own 20 yard line and if you miss you miss and the opponents get the ball at the 20 yard line but if you make it you basically get to start a whole nother drive without having to worry about an onside kick so a situation that could rise with that your opponents like ahead by say 14 points right so you score a touchdown in the fourth quarter go for three it's good so you get nine points you're still down by five points meaning instead of giving the ball away through a actual like kickoff or trying to do an onside kick you could just try again for a fourth and 15 and potentially get another nine points without your opponent even being able to get the ball kicked to them it's so weird but also kind of cool. Uh, how often is that used? Um, I haven't really seen. Like every game? I haven't seen a situation where it's led to like back-to-back nine-point touchdowns, but well, it it happens pretty frequently, like at least okay. once a game. But it yeah, can only yeah, take place gonna... in the fourth quarter if you're tied oh, or behind. Like you can't see, do it if you're ahead. Like if you're at thirty-five points, your opponent's at twenty-one. You can't score a touchdown, then immediately turn around and for another drive. Like, you do have to yeah. kick it away at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I was curious to know how how often the uh, the 4th and 15 uh, play is utilized. But that, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to start watching. Yeah, I XFL. mean, there's always next year, Um, especially after this season, I'm going to try to get home game season tickets for the renegades because the cheapest season ticket is a hundred dollars and it's five games so you're basically paying 20 bucks a ticket which does not sound that bad at all and again there were just 10 games well there's 10 home games or 10 games five final five away i see like it's not bad it's a very short season since there's only eight teams i'm hoping they can expand the league eventually but I don't think they will because it's kind of supposed to be treated like a minor league development for the NFL. Like, I know they were talking about it last night during the game that there have been a confirmed total of 60 players invited from the XFL to NFL uh, training camps uh, just from the season. So it's what they it's what, you know, the XFL needs to know its role (laughs) and shut its mouth. But uh, seriously, a good minor league uh, would help the sport a lot. Sort of like how notice how baseball players there's a lot more professional baseball players than any other sport because mm-hmm. they have mind because you could go to the triple A's, you can go to the double A's, you can go to the A's. Just the single A's. I didn't even know the single A was a thing. Single A is a thing. It's just not as common because a lot because the mo- those guys are like part timers, but. The reason, but you have all these guys and all these different skill levels. You know, some are on their way out out of their careers. Some people are coming in, and they can develop their skills against other people. And just sort, it's sort of a better system than football has, where you can make more money. And you know, like, like say you're a good football player, but you're not as good as an NFL player. You could still make a living playing football. Yeah. Exactly. And since you can sharpen your skills still, since you're not having to just immediately drop the sport straight out of high school or college, you know, wherever you're 
transferring in from, there's still opportunities for you to be seen. Because if you don't get drafted from college and you graduate, you're done. There's no chance. Like, this opens the door for a lot more people. Isn't it like a 3% rate from college football to the NFL? Yes, there is a 3% rate from college football to the NFL. Only 3% of players will make it to a professional, you know, system in their entire life. And that's like, it's a sad statistic to see because there's some people that are like really good at the game, but they're just not slightly better than the one person ahead of them. You know, it's, it sucks. And that's what the good thing with the XFL and the admittedly shittier USFL. Uh, also, fuck the USFL. I hate the USFL. Um, why do you hate the USFL? Okay. Why do you hate them? All right, listen, listen. I want to like the USFL. I just, I love football. Wee you, wee you, wee you. Um, I, I love sports. You know, football is something I grew up watching with my dad all the time. And because of it, I just love watching football. The USFL waters it down so much. So um, it's like the XFL. There's only eight teams. But again, since it's supposed to be a minor league development league, that's not bad. They do not travel. They pick one stadium to play every single game in for the whole season. And that's where it is. Last year, it was in Alabama. Um, I don't know where they're playing this season. But you could imagine that if you're playing at a stadium where only one team is the home team, the crowd's going to be empty the rest of the time. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, I can see I that. remember... Um, I think it was uh, the Houston Gamblers versus the New York Commanders. I think that's the New York team. Uh, Also, there's no Dallas team, and I refuse to support any team coming out of Houston, so fuck Houston. Um, But it was was those two. That was, like, one of the only USFL games I watched. And when I tell you, this was, like, after a lot of COVID regulations were lifted from stadiums, so people could fully fill a stadium again... I think I only counted maybe a hundred people tops in the crowd. Oh, and it is, it was in a stadium that sat at least 10,000, which again, for a minor league, that's not a big ask, you know, NFL, you can see 70 to 90,000 to any given game. Fine. Mm-hmm. For a minor league though, to only have a hundred people in a crowd, it's because they don't travel. You know, they don't have, home teams except for one team i mean technically there's the home team but again it doesn't work i don't think you can make a sports league work if you don't travel unless it's like again a situation like the harlem globetrotters or the savannah bananas where it's not meant to be serious it's supposed to be more of like an entertaining stage play just in a different form you know territories do not work for actual sports leagues I could think of a way that having a home team once a year, like having a the game happen once a year, would be advantageous. And and that's and here's how I would do it: literally a one day or three day tournament. Yes. Yeah, see, now, if they did that with the USFL, it would make more sense because you're. That would be interesting. Yeah, if you're cramming the entire season into like maybe a week's worth of games, do it from like Saturday one weekend to Sunday of the next weekend. If you do that, then that makes more sense. But no, this is, I think it's like the XFL, a 10 game season with four games a week. And then you have the championship 
So that is a total of 42 games being played in one stadium that only one team is going to be able to technically be the home team. It doesn't work. Yeah, that, that field is going to be torn up. Yeah, the field's going to be torn up. Like, it needs constant maintenance. Um, Again, for teams that don't come from the area that the games are being played, no one's going to go because no one's going to want to drive, like, 12 hours to go watch a minor league football team. The only reason I drove to Arlington to watch the Renegades is because it's a two and a half hour drive for me. I can justify driving two and a half hours to watch a football game for a minor league team, but if it was like the same as the USFL, like, oh, all the XFL games this season are going to be held in uh, Seattle, Washington. I'm not driving to Seattle to watch the Renegades play. I am not. I would never do that. Yeah, I think that um, if they obviously, and this kind of goes without saying, but if they were to expand, uh, they would need to generate more revenue. And um, I think that that might be why they only have maybe like one one location for the USFL uh, is because, I mean, I I've personally, I've never heard of that. Um, so it, it could be that they're just not, they're not even really advertising. D- d- does uh the usfl have a canadian uh, have a la team um hang on i can look up the teams right now i know the main difference though between usfl and xfl dan like you were saying <laughs> is funding the xfl is owned by Dwayne fucking johnson you know they have oh, money nice. <laughs> i think the usfl is very independently owned um so again they do have less revenue to go through uh yeah let's see here so the teams for the USFL are the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, not the uh, New York, my bad, uh, Philadelphia Stars, Pittsburgh Maulers, Birmingham Stallions, Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, and Tampa Bay Bandits. Those are the eight teams uh, for the USFL. Now, oh. realistically, what I would love to see happen, right, which would make it an even bigger minor league and would be beneficial for everyone is if the USFL and the XFL just combined so that way they could have two divisions and have it make more sense than just two divisions of four teams. It would be two divisions of eight. And then you could have the USFL, sort of like the AFC, and the XFL, like the NFC, and then at the end of the year, they play for just the main championship that would probably be the best move they could make although i don't think there's a lot of crossover between those two leagues right now i know i know exactly how you could do it too you could call the usfl the u.s division and then you call the xfl the x division yeah exactly like it's like the afc is the american football conference and the nfc i think is what is the NFC? National National, National, football. National Football Conference. Yeah. So you could have it play out like that. And again, it would work for a minor league thing because then you have double the teams. You could probably expand to a couple more games in a season. Like instead of 10, you could probably make it a 12 game season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, at a championship at the end of the year, you could have the top four teams from the XFL compete in a tournament, top four teams from the USFL, and then they meet in the middle for a championship between both leagues. I feel like that would work, and that would make isn't me that how care. The US, 
Isn't that how the NFL got started with yes. these different leagues? Yes, exactly. The <laughs> NFC we and just... AFC were two completely different leagues, and then they eventually formed the NFL by combining their to... leagues. I was about to say, so we're just remaking the the NFL. And you know what? It could work. Like, it genuinely could be something that works. I don't see why they don't do it, especially since, you know, the XFL was pretty successful. Look at the St. Louis Battlehawks, right? They have probably the best fan base of the XFL. They currently hold the XFL attendance record of 38,000 fans on their home opener. Not like a game that mattered. The first home game, they filled in 38,000, which, yes, is not NFL numbers. But compared to the XFL in general, that is a huge amount of people going to watch football. Yeah, that's a pretty big amount. Um, my main question is, um, what in what in your opinion is there something that the NFL could take from the XFL or even the USFL to like make itself better? Um, XFL, I I would like to say that they could kind of adopt the extra point system, like still have a field goal kick for a single point but then kind of adopt, like, the extra two or three points, like, keep it same five-yard line or ten-yard line. But then again, they could still just have that extra point, single point for a field goal kick. Um, And then refs need to lay the fuck off of flags in the NFL. Um, oh my god, they're so fucking bad. Yeah, days. no, like, the XFL... Like, there are still flags, but they do not call flags nearly as often, and it has to be a very clear violation of the rules. Like, it's it's letting the players play the game is essentially what I want them to do. They don't do that in the U in the NFL anymore. Yeah, well, no. Yeah. Like, NFL. NFL. I'm sorry. You but it's because there's so much... Um, they're, they're afraid of... Uh, decreasing value and uh, losing revenue from say you know if they if they let the players play and uh, it wasn't a very flagrant um, penalty uh, but someone still gets severely injured somehow uh, do uh, cause you know caused by whatever the other person did um, then that person's out of commission for however long they're out of commission for and uh, guess what there then the next next person's up to bat and then you know, so on and so forth. It, it repeats the same cycle. Um, so it's a I, contact I sport. Yeah, yeah I, no, I I completely understand that. I would like to see. I would like to see more things uh, just be allowed. You know, but um, again, there. I feel like in in the end, I mean, it is a business, and yeah, and it's a multi-billion-dollar franchise. Yeah, they, yeah. they have to re uh, protect their athletes the best they can. But I feel like it's a bit excessive. It feels like every other play in the NFL has a flag. It NFL has yeah. turned into soccer almost. Hey, you leave oh soccer goodness. alone. No, he's I, right. Not, I'm not saying the soccer players aren't like, I don't know, macho or whatever they try to portray themselves as. What I'm saying is, is that the NFL, like soccer is not a contact sport. It's, That's true. It's never, like it's not, it's not supposed to be either. Yeah. Soccer is more of a game of agility and speed. Mm -hmm. That's why you. That's why you watch soccer is to watch these guys basically outrun each other. Okay, I see your point there. Yeah, because soccer is definitely not supposed to be a contact sport. So I get that. Uh, I watch. I I didn't know that's why they all watch soccer. I watch soccer uh, for the 
dramatization of uh some just someone doing just touching them Dude, they'll they'll fall on the ground it's hilarious to minutes. watch those i think the only reason i like soccer is because i i still remember uh it was like 2014 the men's uh fifa world cup i watched it and that inspired me to want to play soccer and then i played soccer and now i still enjoy soccer you know uh like it's not one of my favorite sports I mean, mm. I guess it is kind of one of my favorite sports, but like, if I had to pick a top three, I don't think it's quite reaching the top three personally. No. But like the international championships, like the FIFA World Cups, I will go out of my way to watch those because you know there's a sense of pride in seeing America yeah. try to kick the competition's ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I and I enjoy FIFA as well. Um. Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Uh, I I'll typically just watch the Olympics if I want to <laughs> try to feel some sort of pride for, uh, you know, competition. Yeah. Uh, against like uh, anyone, any other country, namely the freaking basketball, um, the Olymp- uh, basketball Olympics or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think the Olympics are the only time that I'll really watch basketball aside from uh, the NCAA March Madness tournament. I'm just not a big basketball guy. I definitely prefer basketball to soccer. Um, <laughs> I uh, they so, each their own. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, you know, you watch soccer, and that got you inspired to play soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so something similar happened to me. Um, except, like, I was going to a new school. It's my first year at the school, and um, this is the one I graduated from. Right. But we I was in the seventh grade and there we had a co ed uh soccer team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the first game, very first game, we saw, you know, just everybody was a lot shorter than we were. And I'm like, Okay. I knew nothing about soccer, uh, mind you. Um, right. And so <laughs> I saw all these all these shrimps. <laughs> I know, I, I saw all these really short, you know, really skinny looking guys mm-hmm. and um i'm like okay yeah we got this we got this and again i'm i know it's a non-contact sport at the time but my goodness could they run and they outran us and we um that whole season mm-hmm. we uh we didn't win a single game oh damn and we didn't score a single goal until the very very last game and the person to do it was someone who ended up showing up late for that game too. <laughs> I think we were we were pretty much already halfway done, and she just comes in after going to like a doctor's appointment or something. She comes right. in and just kicks from like midfield and somehow gets it in. The goalie was playing up really, really. Uh, they were playing real like very forward. Oh yeah. So yeah. I guess it just got by him or something, but. See, that's, that's the thing and, with and, soccer, too, is like... Since that point, I've hated it. <laughs> that's fair, but, like, that's the thing with soccer is you gotta prioritize different muscle groups and different movement types than you would most other sports. Like, most soccer players you see are not gonna be ripped, right? They're gonna be right, pretty skinny yeah. and lanky because they're mm-hmm. gonna be faster. I remember uh, one of my dad's friends who used to actually train us in his gym uh, one summer, he used to play... NCAA football, 
had a brief stint with the Chargers and then played in the Canadian Football League for a little bit. And I remember him saying that uh, for one training while he was with the Chargers, the coaches made them play a soccer game and they were more winded than they had ever been from any other practice. Like, and I would, it's just because soccer, you're prioritizing more running and legs. Whereas, you know, stuff like football, you have to prioritize almost a full body workout because you have to make sure you have upper arm strength to make sure you're blocking the opponents. But then you do still need speed as well. But I'm pretty sure if you put like NFL players and soccer players in just a straight running contest, the soccer players are going to win most of the time because they prioritize running. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, my, My, one of my favorite sports is mixed martial arts. And the reason why I love that sport is because yes, the violence. Yeah. Yes, the violence. Violence, but, violence, violence, violence. Kill him. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. what? What? This is a wrestling match, dude. <laughs> you twist that dick, twist the dick, the old dick twist. But uh, the reason why I love MMA is because uh, it started off like MMA started off with the Gracies. Who, were, who basically invented Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wanting to show off to the rest of the world, hey, my martial art can defeat all of your martial arts, and they suck by comparison. And then Hoist Gracie, who wasn't even the best out of all of the Gracie children, he was just, he, he was literally... He was literally eh, okay, and he, but the reason they picked him is because he was 195 pounds, and they wanted to show that a dude with a, that a small dude who's just really skilled could defeat all of these people. Mm-hmm. So he went and won the first UFC, and then everybody was like, "What?" And then he went and he won the second one, and everyone's like, "Uh," because because now they're because pe- and then other people are starting to fight fight his brothers who were like better than him and like Japan and stuff. And it took almost an entire decade before people started to figure out the holes in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And by then UFC is already like a thing that's taken off. And they discovered that wrestlers and Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys had real distinct advantages over boxers because, because once the fight goes to the ground, the boxer doesn't really have much. And that's one of the things I love about UFC is that you, is that the game is constantly changing. Like, because you'll have a guy that comes out of nowhere and he's really, and he's like okay at grappling. So he's able to keep people off of him. And, but he's also a really good striker. So he'll start knocking people out. Yeah. Like, let, cause, cause that's what started to happen in the early 2000s. Like Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell was a, was a high level wrestler, but he also had dynamite in his hands. So what he would do is he would stuff people's takedowns to keep it standing. And then he'd come in with an overhand right and just knock people out for like eight fights in a row. <laughs> so if you think of an MMA fighter with the, if you thought, if you think of an MMA fighter and it's that guy with the ice blue eyes with that handlebar mustache and the mohawk, that's Chuck Liddell. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's Chuck Liddell. He's a, uh, he, he was one of the first, strikers to really get mma like over as a sport yeah and uh it just started it just started to kind of grow from there and because i'm a because i'm a wrestler because i do brazilian jiu-jitsu because i do army combatives which is sort which army combatives is like a is is a combination of boxing 
Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And when I say a combination, I mean we do the basic bitch stuff of all of those. <laughs> if you put if you put me in a Muay Thai fight against a guy who does Muay Thai for like three months, he kicks my ass. Right. <laughs> but so, so it's one of the, it's one of those things. But because but because of the way that I've been training, I I I can appreciate it so much more. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just love to I love to watch the 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 human chess match almost that happens whenever you have different fighters play against each other. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. Some people just look at the brutality and then they shirk away from it, and they're like, oh, "It's so violent." I'm like, "Well, yeah, that's part of it." I was about to say, if they're <laughs> signing up for it, they know what they're getting into. Then that's what makes it enjoyable to watch. Like personally, I can't really watch most street fighting videos. Oh, street fighting. Yeah, no, I can't watch those because it's like, okay, yeah, this is going to be very amateur. They're not going to know what they're doing. And again, it's like not in a professional environment. But like, if these two people are getting paid to beat the shit out of each other, I want to see everything. I want to see broken bones. I want to see teeth flying out. Like, uh, the And the thing is that some of the guys were like, like Ken Shamrock. You know who Ken Shamrock is. Oh, I know Ken Shamrock. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't sure if what he was going into was going to be a legit fight or one of those pro wrestling fights that he that he sometimes yeah, like did. a shoot or not a shoot fight like a script fight shoots an actual fight yeah so what so what actually tipped him off so what actually confirmed oh this is full tilt boogie was the very first match where it was a savat kickboxer versus a sumo wrestler and the savat guy hit the guy, sumo guy in the face so hard that it broke his nose, broke his teeth. There was teeth flying everywhere, and the guy and the guy and the, and the fight was immediately stopped. They had to tape up the savant guy's foot because there were teeth stuck in it. God damn! Yeah, he kicked him so hard that his teeth were stuck in his foot. Talk about a double-edged sword <laughs> of attack. This is this is why MMA fighters wear mouth guards now. Fair. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I was about to say, we are at about 10 minutes. Do either of y'all have nerd outs? Uh, hold on, wait. I fucking love MMA. Wee, wee, wee. Oh, there we go. I, had Dan, to get that I know you texted before we started recording saying you didn't have anything in mind. Do you have a nerd out in mind at all? Uh, um, hmm. Not really. Uh, hmm, Kirby Air Ride is fun. I like Kirby Air Ride a lot. And I uh, just realized that uh, there's competitive Kirby Air Ride, which is pretty insane because I didn't even think that that was a thing. Didn't even think that, you know, there was a community based around it still. But it's got quite a, quite a cult following, and I, I can appreciate that. Uh, they've got, um, you know, the way that you can... Uh, you know, there's there's like a what's it called? There's like a build all set out for you as well. And if you follow those steps, then you can uh, place pretty much seam, seamlessly. I don't know why I had such a hard time with that word. Um, it's like you'd be playing on a console pretty much. And I think that's quite insane, but it's also very cool. Kirby Air Ride, just a base game. Yeah. Um, I would play that game a lot with uh, my older brother. Um, we played that quite a bit. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how good of a game it was um, until I got a little older. 
But uh, I got so upset that he kept beating me that I ended up taking the disc out while like while no one was around, and I just scratched it on the floor real bad. Um, yeah, so I was... Needless to say, I, I regret that moment. Oh, so um, you were just a little bitch. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> Jesus but, Christ! But, uh, I've never gotten that upset about my brother kicking my ass in video games. Oh, I was like, I was like seven or eight. Um, oh, that's fair. And, yeah, yeah. See, I threatened to break a couple of games, but I never did. Yeah, I, I didn't realize the value of it. You know, even I mean, even back then, uh, I don't think it was a major one of the major releases. You know. Right. But it was still still one that I really enjoyed whenever whenever I was winning against the level one computers, you know. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, I, I guess that's my nerd out. <laughs> Kirby Air Ride Fuck is awesome, yeah. and if you ever get a chance to play it, uh, I highly suggest doing that. Also, get Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. Yes, Kayla. yes, Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. <laughs> yeah baby i got it i got it the other day and like i said i've only played a few round like a few matches in the campaign and in the first game but oh my gosh it's so it's so good Mm -hmm. so good Mm -hmm. how long have we been talking uh we're sitting at 53 minutes now oh so i have time for a nerd out you do if you've got one in mind okay I'm a nerd out. All right, let's go. Nerd out. So I'm going to nerd out a little bit more about MMA. Okay. Just so, you know, because you got me in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk. Ooh. <laughs> so, so I'm going to just basically, I'm going to treat this like Jake just asked me. So if I wanted to like be good at MMA or like defend myself, what oh, yeah, should Caleb, I do? Caleb, what should I learn if I want to be an MMA fighter? Well, there are two routes that you could go, but basically to start off. But um, there are basically four main pillars to this uh, to, to MMA. There's and it's uh, and those pillars are wrestling, jujitsu, kickboxing, and boxing. Okay. So a lot of people when they first start off, they're usually good at two of those things. Okay. Which mean which and the thing is is that a lot of those skill sets ironically complement each other. Boxing and wrestling are really good at complementing each other because both of them encourage pressure. Mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu and kickboxing, and when I say kickboxing, I mean savat, I mean Muay Thai, I mean Dutch kickboxing. They're all different styles, but basically hands plus feet. Mm, feet. Mm, feet. Ooh, grippers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it grips your soul as it takes it from you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... The Brazilian jiu-jitsu and kickboxing are more counter-type martial arts. For instance, a counter. For instance, a, a boxer will come in and he'll try to pressure a kickboxer. A mm-hmm. kickboxer will push kick to kick him away, and then when he comes back, and when the boxer comes back in, he'll throw a roundhouse and kick his head off. That kind of stuff. At the same time, if the boxer is really good, he'll just kind of slip past and get into and get in there before the kickboxer can use his legs. And a boxer's hands will always be better than a kickboxer's hands because they just use them more. Yeah. So they'll kick the shit out. So they'll beat the shit out of them. Uh, so if you wanted to do that, um, if you wrestled in high school or middle school, take boxing because you'll used because you'll be used to the pressure that comes with it. 
Um, another good route is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and uh, Muay Thai. That way, because more, because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu does do takedowns and stuff, not as much as wrestling. Not as much as wrestling, but you still learn it. Mm-hmm. And um, Muay Thai is and Muay Thai is every strike you can possibly throw because it's the art of eight limbs. So it's hands, feet, knees, elbows. So Ouch. the the art of eight limbs. Two, four, six, head, eight. shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. You know. No, no. Nah, nah, if you wanted to do headbutts, you'd have to do left way. Eyes and ears and nose and mouth. But you said MMA and headbutts are illegal in MMA. I'm just trying to meme. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh um so yeah, Jake, I, what you got to do is you got to go to the local Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu club. Okay. And you got and you got to walk up to his to the black belt. Yes. And then you got to say, "Hey, you want to roll?" And if the black belt says yes, you know you've picked a good gym. And then the black belt will sl- and then the black belt will fold your laundry with you wearing it in about 5 seconds. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's that's creative. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the art of gently folding people's laundry while they're wearing it. I I did um I did jiu-jitsu maybe like 3 or 4 times um a couple of years ago and uh there was a there was a blue belt who oh. was just my goodness and that was like my first time doing it too but he pretty much did exactly what you said um <laughs> and he was just messing with me too like he wasn't yep. even trying yeah like man and i was exhausted afterwards too i'm like oh man, i'm out of breath <laughs> and, and the re- and the reason why you want to and the reason why you want to learn you want to learn you want to be pretty good at all of them you want to be a pretty good boxer you want to be a pretty good wrestler you want to be a pretty good kickboxer you want to be a pretty good jujitsu guy because the takedowns are important in MMA because if you get takedowns you're more likely to win the match overall if you're constantly the one doing pressure same thing with boxing uh, but at the same time you want to be able to counter guys in case they start to in, in case they start to rev up and submissions are a good way to win because it's very because it's very hard to knock somebody out consistently mm-hmm. very few guys have that death touch where they can just hit you and then you slump to the ground the chances of you being that guy are astronomically low. But it can, can it happen? Yes. There's always a chance that you'll hit somebody dead center and they will crumble like a sack of potatoes. But potatoes don't if you, crumble. They'll fall over like crumble. a sack of potatoes. Crumble Finish like your nerd out. Time's up. Finish it up. Okay. Um, basically, uh, wrestling, jujitsu, Muay Thai, boxing. You'll be fine. Will you? You'll, you'll be more dangerous than 90% of the population. No, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry a gun, you'll be even more dangerous. <laughs> I got one more thing to ask both of you real quick. Okay. Yes. Um, I know we're getting to the end of the segment, but uh, have either of you ever heard of Bully Beatdown? Yes. Bully Beatdown. Oh my good. yes. Oh my goodness, dude. It's so much fun to watch. I don't think they play it anymore, but if they do, I'd, I'd definitely be watching it. Bully, um, beat, bully beatdown is basically you know you explain Dan. Well, I feel like you would do better. It's been so long, but um, I'll try to explain it as best as I can. Uh, so pretty much, um, you you have what is it? MMA? Mm-hmm. Are they MMA fighters? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so you have some MMA fighters who are teaming up with uh, like the victims of like some serious pretty, or, excuse me, some pretty serious bullies. Um, I, I remember one guy that I, uh, I guess he was featured in the episode, like actually teabagged um, <laughs> a couple of guys, and he actually like stuffed his, uh, you know, his part oh. Oh. In, into their mouth. Oh. Um, and so, uh, you know, just constantly putting them down, um, and you know, the works, man. Uh, so I, go ahead. What were we going to say? No, I was, I was just to say, if anyone ever did that to me, it'd be over guys. I'd send you all, I'd send you all a text at three in the morning, say, thank you for being in my life. And you'd never hear from me ever again. Oh no. <laughs> if anyone ever did that to me. Um, so so anyway, um, what happens is they, they reach out to the show and the show provides a an MMA fighter who will uh, you know, get in touch with the, or I guess the company will get in touch with the bully and say, hey, I have an opportunity for you to make like ten or $20,000 um, if you last in the ring with my MMA fighter right here. Uh, if not, then you, like if you're not able to, then you lose all the money and you get humiliated on TV and of course, like nine times out of ten, they take it. Um, but uh, it's 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 a pretty fun watch. Um, this one dude just completely knocked a guy out, just cold uh, with a just a really swift kick, and um, he uh, he took him out. And the guy was like, "Hey, sorry, I wasn't supposed to kick you." Um, and you know. The, the bully ended up winning the money, but he, the bully was like, no, no. Okay. I get it. You know, I'm sorry guys. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't be, I won't be this way anymore. You know, this taught me a valuable lesson, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure if they just did that because it was on the TV show or what, but sometimes um, all a person needs to needs in their lives is to know that there's a bigger fish out there somewhere and it right. just humbles them yeah i was about to say yeah. there's nothing quite like a good old-fashioned ass kicking to put or to put a person in their place <laughs> yeah it, again really really good show um I, I don't think that they play it anymore uh but i would i would like search on YouTube if you get the chance. I was about to say I'm gonna go find clips on YouTube and start watching yeah, this shit again. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try <laughs> to post yeah. one. I'll try to post the one that I was talking about in the Discord or something. Yes. Yeah. Link we'll down, be down. But anyway, that does take us to about time. Uh, do either of y'all have any last final closing statements before we end this episode? The Defense Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. Woo! Yeah, baby. This is just going to be a running joke until, like, the sales skyrocket out of existence, like. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching and or listening this week. Uh, thank you very much to uh, this week's guest, Diabetic Dan. Um, if you're in the Discord, you probably know who he is. He's a very prominent figure there. Uh, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we will see you guys next week, and have a great rest of your day.